Hey guys, it's your girl Tiffany. I am back on the winner's circle giving you the recap of your BB24 live feeds. First, remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share. And when I say share the video, I mean like text it to your friends, post it to your Twitter, share it on Instagram, like, you know, get people engaged in being able to be on the same page as you because y'all can still be talking about me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yes, like, subscribe, comment, share. Welcome back to the Warner Circle. So um, to catch you up on what is going on, the last time we talked, we knew that Brittany and Michael had won the power of veto. They played OTEV, which for the, some people who don't know, uh, <laughs> it's veto spelled backwards. And uh, Michael won the power veto. And I, and I heard, you know, like Terrence would try to throw it to him and Jasmine said she threw it to him too. So I cannot wait to watch this episode so I can just see exactly um, how they were outdoing Michael to the point they had to throw it to him. Michael used, well, first let me back up. So the house was going a little crazy with trying to get Monty, Joseph, and Terrence to stay on the block and get Monty out. Um, Daniel really went and tried to put a big target on Monty. Monty's going to win the money. Now, let me tell y'all, when I saw that and I saw Daniel like, yeah, Monty, you're you're doing really good. You're playing a good game. You're going to win. I said, oh, now, honestly, um, that is a really good way to put a target on somebody and to get the house to thinking because that's exactly what I encouraged Claire to do when she was on the block sitting next to X. I said, girl, please let them know if he stays because if he didn't go out on Claire's when he was sitting next to her, then I definitely wanted him to be like the first of the six. Hey, X, love you, my brother. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, but it wasn't the in the game. I did not want him to win. So, uh, yeah, Daniel putting that uh, target on Monty, saying all of this stuff about him being like, you know, making it to the end. All right. So it must have kind of gotten into people's heads. And so they really, Jasmine and Terrence, and Terrence really wants Monty gone. Um, however, those things, those tactics did not work. Uh, and Michael did end up using the power of veto and nominating Kyle and Daniel because he ultimately realized it's better for him to stick with the leftovers, uh, the devil he knows. And instead of running over here to the other side where the numbers are limited, they really don't know what they're doing. Um, and they're probably all going to get picked off. But I'm still weighing if the leftovers is Michael's best road to success, the best path for him to win. Um, I want to talk about this uh, Terrence guy for a little bit. So uh, Terrence really wants Monty out and he also really cannot keep Taylor's name out of his mouth. And when I was watching the live feeds yesterday, he couldn't keep his eyes off of Jasmine. Um, he is a very unique individual. Um, 
but not so unique. Um, someone asked me, what do I think the obsession with Taylor is for Daniel and Terrence? Like, why are they so obsessed with Taylor? They are just jealous. Do not think that men cannot be jealous of women because they totally can. They are totally jealous that she is not looking at either one of them. Even though she played with Daniel in the beginning, he knows that she would run circles around him. So the attraction was not real. It was all game. So that's the answer to that question. Just like the women know that they won't be mis- whatever state they're from either, especially because they don't have the attitudes to get along with enough people for long enough to be liked to stand up on stage and make it to the end, let alone when Miss Congeniality. But that was just my little hot take. Sorry. So um, now we have Kyle and Daniel on the block. And um, Kyle is, uh, he, he was trying to get, um, everyone to keep the noms the same because he too wanted to see about getting Monty out because he wants to have Alyssa in his alliance. And I think that this thing he has going with Alyssa is totally distracting him from his game, which is probably why he wavers back and forth about should she stay or should she go? Um, and they got caught in, I believe it was the have-not room. Michael walked in, and he wants to act like nothing was happening. And he was so uncomfortable with it that he could not even look at Alyssa after that. Like, he's just so uncomfortable with what's going on. And then he asks, like, Joseph and someone else, is this okay? And Joseph, just like me, when... Alyssa and Christian asked me in BB23, is this okay? Should we not be doing this? Joseph goes, no, I think it's fine. I think you should do it because that's your game that's on the line. And if it places a target on you and off of me, then you continue doing what you're doing. However, Kyle is in Joseph's alliance. And I know Joseph doesn't really want to risk Kyle, but at the end of the day, he probably doesn't want to sit next to him either. So if it makes Kyle look worse to have this showmance with Alyssa, to Joseph, it probably makes him look better. Now, what he's doing, meaning Joseph, with his fomance that him and Taylor call it, I have no idea. But I do think that they are two young, single, attractive, successful people who are living in a house and you have absolutely nothing to do. The only thing that exists, it really is human nature and the games you make up as you go along with other humans in the house. And I think that there has been an attraction developing, but I think that they're probably both just friends. I think Taylor might have more of an interest in Joseph than jokingly, but I also think that he has an interest in Taylor, but I think he's using his, um, his ability to keep her close to him, um, 
and using the 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 fake fomance or the fomance is fake, but the fomance has like strategy and maybe he thinks that they're throwing people off. But if it gets too um, playful, it might turn real. And I don't think that that would be good for either one of their games. But I do think he was one of the first people to like embrace Taylor and try to turn things around for her. And so I think that he really is trying to make a friend out of her and make her feel comfortable. And essentially he is just a flirt. He is a he he is a flirt and he is very social. He's like a social strategist. And so if hey, if it, he feels if it's working for him to keep her close to him, then that's the strategy he's going to use. I also wanted to comment on Joseph Attorney at Law's game. It's so funny that um it's it's interesting for me to watch him play because I do kind of see uh, similarities in our social gameplay. He has the ability to build relationships and appear to be good with everyone in the house. Um, he talks to Jasmine as if uh, she is a part of what he's doing, um, a part of his moves. He has... Um, relationships with Indy or relationship with Indy, who I do think really likes Joseph. And if Joseph and Taylor get any closer, I can see Indy not really liking that. Um, something like that happened in BB23 with somebody, but I'm not going to mention no names, <clears throat> Tiffany. Um, and so he plays a really good social game in making everyone feel comfortable enough with him because he talks a lot of game or not necessarily a lot of game, but he does talk game with each and every person in the house. That is a very good social strategy because then you don't have people saying, well, you never talk game to me because that's an excuse that they can't use. And he's also doing like fact checking when he's talking this game with people because he'll talk with Jasmine and get information from her about or about what's going on in I was going to say alliances but I don't even think Jasmine has any alliances. I think she had the girls girls and that's dead. But I also want to comment on that. Let me just write that down about Jasmine's alliances. Um but he will also uh, go back and relay these conversations that he's having with the leftovers to, I think he's trying to see where he is. And he's probably one of the most synced people in the house because he virtually talks to everyone. Um, and he is in, in a big alliance. And then he has a smaller alliance in the leftovers. And I want to talk about that too. Um, but I was going to talk about Jasmine's alliance or lack thereof. It's very interesting how comfortable she is in the house with no alliance. And yet all I hear anyone in the house say is, I really like Jasmine. I've not really heard anyone actively put a plan together to target her, to get her out. So 
They actually like her as a person. They wait on her hand and foot. Um, no one is talking about a plan to get her out like anytime soon. She doesn't have any strong alliances. I don't even know that she has a final two. So really, Jasmine is sitting pretty. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> so that's something I kind of just like realized as as we were having this conversation. Like, how is she so sitting so comfortably and with the least amount of gameplay going on and requiring the help of every single person who is not complaining as much as I would complain about having to wait on her. Um, now, let's get to the leftovers. So the leftovers target is Daniel. And we have Kyle, Monty, Turner, Joseph, Michael, Taylor, Brittany. I did see a conversation between Monty and Kyle and they were just going over some conversations that they had had. And specifically, they were talking about Alyssa and how all of the information that has been brought back to the leftovers mainly came uh, through Kyle from Alyssa. Um, and then they end up bringing up Michael and these five competitions that Michael has won um, out of nine, I think, and how you know, he's really setting up his resume. Kyle is like, yeah, keep winning. And Monty's like, yeah, but I don't know if that that's like paints a bigger target on him. But no one seems to say anything directly about needing to cut Michael anytime soon. They're just like, I'm so happy that he's with us. And it is, I get it because he's winning and you think you're safe, but I don't know if Monty even knows how close he came to not being safe this week because had Michael not used the veto, I do think that Monty would have gone home. I was a little concerned about his position and going home before um, this HOH just because People just will view someone who is tall, who is muscular, who has like relationships in the house. He's got he he gained some power in his HOH. I think he's coming off as a threat, but it's interesting that he's viewed as more of a threat than Michael, in my opinion, um, in the house. Something else that was funny, too. It's like we know that Daniel is the target and in the house when someone is a target they're on the block and you know that the votes are there for them to go home psychologically to house guests. Unfortunately, that person is already gone. So you will actually have conversations while they're sitting there about your gameplay for the following week and have a full conversation, maybe even about the person they're sitting next to like, putting them in, keeping them in the house. And the person who's on the block is just like, damn, well, how are you saying 
uh, anything about next week and then totally excluding me like you've already counted me gone. But subconsciously, that's what happens. And Terrence and Daniel are in the kitchen having a conversation. And Terrence is just like, yeah, bro, when you leave, I'm just going to get up, make my coffee, do this. I couldn't handle that. Don't talk about me like I am not here. Like, how have you just you're you're saying you're my boy, but pretty much you're like, yeah, and you don't have my vote and I am not going to help you campaign to stay. I am not going to encourage other people to vote for you. I know you're the target. I know you're going home and I'm going to tell you how I'm going to live in this house without you. And Daniel just laughed at it like, yeah, I, I would I would not be Terrence's friend. I would be. Never mind. I would not be sitting up there with Terrence, but I guess Daniel doesn't have anyone else to talk to. And Terrence and Daniel seem to share such a like mind for talking about a bunch of nonsense for one and talking about Taylor and having no idea of what's really going on in this game. Um, I'd like to see both of them leave actually on the same day. They could really do us a favor because I don't know what purpose Terrence is serving, period. Um, now let's see. I did get, someone tagged me in this video of Jasmine and Joseph in the open room and someone asked which room and which bed was mine. Um, yeah, I slept in the open room, the one where Jasmine and, and Taylor and Joseph sleep. I slept in that room in the same bed that Taylor is sleeping in right now. And I think they said that might be the problem. <laughs> it may be. You call it whatever you want, but that's where I slept. Anyway, Joseph and, and Jasmine are in this room and Jasmine takes her bra as Taylor is standing at the dresser and she she tosses it. She throws it like directly past Taylor as if it could hit her. And if it doesn't hit her, then I wasn't trying to hit you. But if it does hit you, it's like, oops, my bad. Do I think that was intentional? I do. I think it was definitely on purpose that she selected that time to throw her brassiere because when a bra is that big, it is a brassiere. She threw her brassiere past Taylor. And nobody, listen, these are your um, under underclothes. I don't need you to throw your panties. I don't need you to throw your bra. I don't need you to throw your drawers my way. I don't care if I'm on stage singing and I got a whole bunch of people out there who want me to understand how they feel. Keep your drawers, your bras, and your panties to yourself. I thought that was disrespectful and I would have probably picked it up and threw it back. But, you know, Taylor is better than me. She's Miss Congeniality. I ain't. <laughs> I'm still in progress, okay? I'm, I'm a work in progress. Y'all keep praying for me. So, yeah, I did see that. And the the reason I think it was purposely done is because she actually had no um, afterthought about it. Like, oh, 
I, my bad. I don't even know what I was thinking. I just really shouldn't have done this. She was like, oh, yeah, I always throw. No, I wasn't trying to throw that at you. Pretty much like, girl, that's my bra. You know, it's, don't even worry about, don't worry about what I'm doing. You shouldn't have been standing there. I don't like the relationship. I don't like how I see Jasmine do do Taylor at all. Um, and, and, and while I'm in this frame of mind, I will go to this subject that um, I've been trying to figure out how to embrace this, right? Um, I know that there have been some house guests who have come out of the house um, and they have expressed in the house and um, out of the house how they'd like to meet alum um, and how they're hoping alum is taking um, them in a positive light or how they're being received by the BB alum. And I I personally have been invited by Cody and Derek to interview whomever I would like. I can have whoever I would want on my show. Um, it's totally my platform to speak about whomever to whomever, whenever. And it's such a, it's such a great opportunity for me to open up the line of communication to people who I probably um, don't get to talk to on the regular. Um, and so I've been asked repeatedly, like, will you interview um, Amir, Pooch, Paloma, Nicole? And I've not really had um, necessarily a desire to, and he, and here's why I was thinking about, um, particularly I was thinking about Nicole when she came out of the house and what she was going to experience when she came out. I saw a couple of clips of some videos of some interviews that she did. And then, you know, there are people tagging me saying, we want you to interview her. Well, here's how I feel about about the about it. Um, when people say, Tiff, we want you to interview her. We want you to hold her accountable. We want you to make her feel the way she made Taylor feel. We want you to drag her. We want you to do this. That obvi- That honestly is not my intention for interviewing or speaking to anyone, not to not hold them accountable and um, not to not make them responsible for the things that they said or to, you know, get an understanding of uh, or for them to get an understanding of what they did or for us to get an, an open view. Um, most of the, the, the topics that would go around interviewing and questioning these previous house guests are, you know, like, why were you this way to Taylor? Why did you say these things? What were you thinking when you did that? And a lot of it is like expecting uh, an apology, a revelation, some self-reflecting. I looked at some videos of um, Nicole, particularly when she first came out and then the next day. And I really honestly was like, she's going through it. Um, I know that she came out totally not expecting to be received in the way that she's received. And I thought to myself, like, I do actually want to have a conversation with her. Do I want to do it on a public forum? And I think for, um, for, for 
the viewers for us to have something like organic and just for everyone to get a view of it. it I probably would like it to be done publicly. Um, but I also do not want to add to anyone's um, mental stress. I don't want to say, hey, here are some more things that you said. I want to make you feel worse about them. And I want to see how you respond to this. What my conversation actually probably would consist of is I, I would like to know actually what was it that you intended to do when you got into to this game, into the house? What did you want to accomplish? What happened and how do you feel? But that's not a conversation that I actually want to have right now. I actually do empathize with her and the other people who came out to such a not warm response and allow them time to process and time to process can take a long time because I myself am still processing things that I went through and not even realizing that I haven't processed things until I see things that are happening in this current season. So I'm not not interviewing people because I don't want to talk to them or I don't like them. I honestly am not the type of person who like doesn't like people. Um, I may not like the things that they do. I may not like the things that they say. I may not like the way they behave, but I'm not like a, ew, I hate them. I don't like them. I might be like, yeah, I just don't, we we don't connect like that, but I can still be in the same room. I can actually still have a conversation. Um, there is not an issue from me. I just don't connect with them in that way. But when it comes to the previous house guests coming out, uh, I don't want to add, I don't want to be the extra layer and someone says, you know, I was okay. I was feeling a certain way, but then I actually talked to Tiffany and it made me feel even worse. I don't seek to do that. I I'm sure that I don't know exactly how they feel coming out because my response from the world wasn't the response that they're receiving, but I did end up getting backlash after the show about my relationships with other people that were forming after I left the show or places I went or me not being home or whatever it was. I also received some negative backlash, but I don't think that it was anything comparable to what these house guests are getting. And I just don't want to, it's, Everyone else is asking those questions and everyone else is giving them the opportunity to do some self-reflecting and answering those hard questions. When I talk to someone, I actually would like it to be um, some type of healing. And that's just the type of person that I am. Um, I definitely can come out and say how I feel. And people may not like what I say. Um, over the weekend when I was with my friends, they were like, you know, some, some people even said to me, well, you don't like Alyssa. That's not necessarily true. I don't care for some in my season. I don't necessarily care for the way that I've seen her actually treat people. She calls friends that I'm, I, I am 
wise and mature enough and experienced enough in my lifetime to know that I am personally careful with people I consider friends when I see how they treat the people they claim that they love. If I see her out, it's no beef. I don't care that she unfollowed me. That's kitty shit to me. Like, I really don't care. And it's not going to make me unfollow her. Who cares? The Only the people who are looking care about what social media thinks. I personally don't. Um, but I said all that to say to the previous house guests who may be listening, I don't hate you. I'm not even mad at any of you. I definitely don't like a lot of the things that I saw. I think I'm more so disappointed than in things that I saw. But as a house guest, someone who's played this game, someone who went in and came out and knows the pressure, I do understand how your perception can be skewed, how you can think things are going a certain way, how you have to shed all of these layers of coping and you have to actually end up being your authentic self, which is why I tell anybody who wants to apply, you have to be yourself because that is who you are going to be in there. So don't pretend to be someone else and get in there and lose it because you were pretending to be somebody. But when you walked in that house and they shut the doors, only person you had to be was you. Um, I, I, I hope to have conversations in the future. Um, with some or most of the people who have been on this season, um, after there's been time to reflect, do some um, processing, and I would like to talk about your game. I understand we got the answers to the whys and the what you said and all of that stuff. So those are things that um, I feel like have been answered on other platforms. I would like to have an opportunity to just have a conversation with some of you. And I do want you to know I don't hate you. And I'm not like, oh, I will never talk to these people. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm still processing how to have these conversations and what I would like to get from it and what I'd like to give you from me and what opportunity I am hoping you have after we have these conversations. So I'm taking my time and I think that that is okay to do. Now, I went on a whole long spiel about that, but I, I actually needed to get that out because um, I've not said much about it, but I actually have been vocal on my podcast about my opinions of some things that have been played and said and done. So I just wanted to be clear about why further moves haven't been made to have direct conversations. If the time permits, if other people are open, I will be open later once we can figure out what's the best way to have these conversations. Because I'm sure no one wants to come on here and talk to me and I'm just firing questions away, making them feel bad. I wouldn't show up. So I think that hopefully it, my perspective and my point of view about how I'm taking these steps will be respected. Uh, <laughs> next, I am going to take a look at some questions that 
I have here on Twitter about um, some subjects you guys wanted me to talk about today. So um, someone asked, do you think it's smart for Taylor's gang to go to final three with Michael and Brittany? Uh, a final three with Michael and Brittany. I think Michael may not, if he is in the position to um, decide if Taylor stays in the game. Um, I'm not sure if he would keep her safe to final three. And when I say keep her safe, I'm not saying that he's running the game and he's got the power to do this. I just mean like maybe at final six, if he's got an opportunity to take her out, he just might, unless there's someone else bigger in there that he feels that he wouldn't win sitting next to. It also depends on how he feels the jury looks at her. It also depends on if she's got any wins, if she's built her resume. Uh, if Michael continues on this path and Taylor and Brittany are there, then, and they haven't won anything, he can take, he can go to the end with whoever he wants. But for Taylor's game, I would definitely try to get rid of Michael. But because of his resume and because he knows the game and he he knows the game way better than she does. And I say that because she said that she started watching last season, but I know that she went back and filled in the gaps of other seasons. Um, so she's got some information, but he's probably studied it and knows this game. So getting to the end with somebody who is more advanced with the knowledge of this game is not the best way to go. I've said it before. I think Taylor's best um, way to the to the end to win is probably to stick with Brittany. Um Understand that although this is a game, there are relationships that are built in this house amongst regular, real, naturally human people. And you can know that this person may not be beneficial for me to go to the end with because they'll beat me. But it's the human side of us that's like, yeah, but I don't, I would rather go to the end with this person than someone I know I can beat, but I don't have a relationship with. Some people are like that and some people are not. Some people will say, I don't like this person at all. I would never work with them, be friends with them, but I know that they will totally lose and I am going to stick by this person's side all the way to final two because I want to win. It all depends on the type of player they are. I, unfortunately, um, I love the relationships I have with people. And I, and you know, it's it, I, I'm about to contradict myself because in 23, I had closer relationships with people who are not in my alliance and I didn't choose to stick with that. But um, it was just a little different my reasoning for sticking with the cookout. Um, but there is relationship there as well. But with inside of the cookout, I could, I should have rolled with Big D too, but we didn't see eye to eye and we didn't have that relationship. And although I felt like any of us could have beat him, I was not willing to even work with him because the relationship wasn't there. I didn't want to work with him to get to final two. So I would rather work with anyone that I had a relationship with, whether they would beat me or not. Um, 
it all depends on how you play the game, how important winning is to you, what the win is for you. So everybody is different. Um, now, this is interesting. I am trying to understand um, the dynamics and what's the best and worst position of the leftovers. Um, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you guys where that question came from. That was from at Normandy Crave. The, do you, I think it's smart for Taylor's gang to go to final three. Um, and then um, at Sawang so Goan asked me, who do you believe is the best and worst is in the best and the worst position among the leftovers and why? I wish I could just come right out and be like, here it is. Uh, I believe that that group um, that's inside of the leftovers, Kyle, Monty, Joseph, I think they're very tight. I think that Monty and Joseph are pretty well synced in the house. Kyle is losing his footing a little bit because of this Alyssa thing, but he keeps trying to reassure them that she's not distracting him from his alliance. And he definitely does not hesitate to throw her under the bus as t and to make them believe that it, he's not as tight with her as he is, or he's not considering pulling her along the way he he could if he and he is because he's he's telling the cameras he's telling us that he would like for her to be in his alliance this whole house has been um one big lie like no one is uncomfortable throwing anyone under the bus to throw off the scent it is honestly making for a really good season because we never know what's going on. I myself don't like to see a steamroll. I like to be uh, thrown a blind side. I like to be, um, I like for something to be unexpected. So I am very interested every time these conversations happen, how uh, this person's lying to this person, this person's lying to that person. They may have some really big trust issues when they come out of the house and we don't realize how that messes with us, but it does. Um, Michael, of course, we know he's a comp beast, and, and that's just is going to put a target on his back at some point. Taylor may end up sliding on through, and Britt may end up sliding through, too. I think that the men are um, the ones who will be targeted, but they also seem to have the strongest connection. Brittany, I think Brittany's closest tie is Michael. I think that's where she wants to stay. But if she is playing a strong enough game, if she's thinking about it, she knows that that's not her best path to win. But she doesn't seem to be so loyal to Taylor because she throws her under the bus a lot too. But then I'm like, now they've got me confused because I'm going, but you guys do that all the time to each other to throw off the scent. So are you just talking shit about people uh, to throw off the scent or do you believe this? But it's when it's personal and they're saying personal things that I'm like, yeah, you be you believe this. Um, I think that the I don't think the the leftovers will make it um, as a, as a the final seven. I think that they will start picking each other off before they get there, and I think that that will probably happen with this next HOH. So. We'll see. We've got Daniel is supposed to leave. And um, just because Daniel has been such a nasty person, 
Um, well, let me let me rephrase that. Because Daniel has displayed very unkind and nasty personalities or his personality, his personal attacks on people in the house, it's really rubbed me the wrong way. So I wouldn't mind not having him there. I don't like the way he's behaved. And we all worked very, very hard to get through the casting process to get into this house. Like at some point I was like, oh God, please let me get in. I deserve this. So really you don't deserve to be in there um, attacking people. Like that's not cool. So Daniel he he can he can leave. I I don't care at all. But I am interested to see who will win this next HOH. And I honestly think that one of the leftovers is going to go home. Unfortunately, that's my hot take. I am going to end there. It was a pleasure kicking it with you again, as we always do on this day. So remember, I'm back here on the Winter Circle Mondays and Wednesday, dropping the audio on Spotify and Apple first thing in the morning so you can listen to me on your way to work. And YouTube drops in the evening, like early, late afternoon, sometimes after 4 p.m. Follow me on Instagram at absolutely gorgeous 100. Follow me on Twitter. Send me your questions. Drop me a message. I try to use a little bit of everybody's um, uh, requests. I try so I can um, let you guys know I am watching and paying attention to what you're saying. And like, subscribe, share, and comment. I'll catch you guys later. Bye.